Welcome to Rhythm of Reviews, where we dive into the rest of Rhythm of War, the fourth Stormlight Archive novel. I am Danielle with the 17th Shard. Hi, I'm Avin. Hello. And I'm Eric. Hey, I'm here. Hey. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on one of these, which uh, Not for, a you, ghost anymore. for you, list, yeah, uh, I've been on these calls the entire time, uh, except <laughs> when I leave to go eat breakfast, because I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, now that the book is out, I finally get to blab with you guys about, like, actual <laughs> things, which was really hard to do beforehand. So, hi! Hi! And now we can see your expressions. Yeah! And yeah. And the viewers can see my expressions, because before, you guys could see my expressions, but yeah. no, no one else... No one else could. Uh, so I'm here. I'm on the overlay. We're back. We're on the rhythm of war background, uh, animated thanks to Cosmere ES. So that's cool. Spoilers, I guess. Yeah, oh, I, I think we're yeah. going major spoilers yeah, for uh, all of rhythm of war and Cosmere. I think. And, yes, yes. Yeah. Of yeah. So yeah. So 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 Danielle, uh, what what did you think of this book? Thoughts. Boy. I loved it. Um, obviously, it felt to me like a big info dump of magic science, which I love. And then it had a huge serving of character development for side characters who I've always loved. And so we get to see more of them, which I was very happy about. Um, the pacing was great. Um, even the side plot lines with Dalinar and um, Shalon and Adolin, which is kind of a big part of the book, it was paced well. Um, all the parts were well contained. Um, the epigraphs were really interesting. I was very excited to read them. Do you like those part two epigraphs? It's very, very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I really I loved how got, oh, you guys were freaking out about the part one epigraphs. I was like, oh, man, just wait till part two. <laughs> yeah. Wait till part two. Yes. Yep. The, my least favorite part of them were, unfortunately, the interludes. I just didn't like those as much as I liked the interludes in the other books. And I didn't like the flashbacks as much. But I still liked them. I just didn't like them as much. Did you not like the interludes because they were too plot relevant? Because I know some people were like, yes. ah, they, they were too plot relevant and not just like random stuff. I I liked the random little stories of the world of Roshar more than characters that are actually involved in the plot line that's currently going on. I don't know yeah. why. I just... I just liked those little um, snapshots into other people and things that are going on in the world a little more than than these ones. Not to say I didn't like these ones. I just feel like they could have actually part, been part of the the parts of the book rather than interludes. Sure. Yeah, it's basically like as far as interludes are concerned, it was the same for me. Like apart from the Chiri one, they more or less all were oh, pretty yes. plot relevant and. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with that, and I really like them still. But I do did kind of like like the Puli interlude or like the the two um, Ardens on the island doing fab mm -hmm. or um, science stuff and things like that. Just little glimpses from around the world. I find them much more interesting than like stuff like that's relevant. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, it's what you didn't weird. like Aiden's interlude? Aiden's best interlude. That's yeah. my least I, I didn't like that one at all. No, yeah. that, was, that was by far my least. Like we get yeah. new character viewpoints. Like Ja Nod is like, oh man, oh, that we, was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that that was insane. But like, it was still relevant to yeah. the plot so, yeah. because she sent off Spren and stuff like that. So I just yeah. liked some more that are just really like interludes and not. Um, yeah. Gives yeah, you a break just, from the storyline. Exactly. That's what I view an interlude to be is a break. I, I worry that book five will just be more plot relevant because it's like now's not the time for random things. So yeah. I, I yeah. feel like that is just kind of naturally how it goes when you're near an ending. Although, but like, uh, I could see it going like like because if it's the ten final days or stuff like that, mm -hmm. you could see it like going looking at places like how they are spending that time i guess maybe something like yeah. that but but i thought we would see i thought we would see heralds more in this book too i mean we did but like in the interludes or something point of views of them 
Mm. Yeah, maybe. That that was a lot to do in the interludes. Like, you kind of need the yep. Teravangian stuff. Like, that yeah. turned out to be pretty important in the end. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, it's just, just, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Marvin, what were your general thoughts? How'd you well, like the book? I, I really, really like it. I, I mean, we have Navani as the main, basically the main character in yeah. this book, and I really loved all her parts. And so, yeah, that alone makes it a really great book for me. But also, it really did not go where I expected it to go at all. Like, Yurithuru gets invaded by the end of part two. <laughs> like, what the heck, friend? I was like, okay, yeah, that's like a whole bot, uh, book plot line, but now it's end of part two, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we never could figure out what the main plot was. Like, early in part one, I was like, I don't know what this book's about. It's like, no, it's about your therapy being captured. That's That's what it's about. <laughs> I was worried it was going to be another siege book, and I was kind of anxious about that happening, but it actually turned out very, very well done. Yeah. And also, like Brandon said in one of the annotations, like, oh, it's not going to be that Cosmere-aware anymore for like the later parts, but it's pretty Cosmere-aware. I mean, in that there's not connections to other worlds, per se. Like, there's the Kalak stuff. Right. Yeah, but but I f- yeah I feel like it definitely is much more heavy on the like stuff you can at least imply about the Cosmere than the previous. That is books. certainly true. So, yeah, that is certainly true. And I mean, yeah, it definitely felt like Roshar's um, big plot ended up being very small in the long run, and we really realized it in this book how it's actually yeah. about the general Cosmere rather than just on that one planet. I mean, Race did say that. So he, he literally did say that. So, yeah, that's true. Yep. And one final thing, like as general reaction, I, I, I didn't have a clue. I, I thought I had a clue going into this book what to roughly expect, but totally got turned upside down. But now I basically have no idea what to expect specifically in book five. Like we know where certain characters will be, I guess. Yeah. But Mm-hmm. No clue where exactly it will be going, and let alone the back half, no idea what those will be like, like at all. So, yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe he just killed race. It's just like, <laughs> yes. oh yeah, uh, like I thought that maybe book five, but like, I, like I was of the opinion that this could very well go to book ten and race not dying. No, 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 book four. Okay, <laughs> yeah. That was a big one. <laughs> yeah, and this is after all the climax and stuff. And, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This was Cultivation's <laughs> plan all along. Oh, that's not terrifying. Yay. Mm-hmm. No, she, she's kind of um, being a little bit of an antagonist in this respect. Wait, what is her end? Like, what is her goal? Yep. <laughs> yeah. How would you guys rate this book among the, four, the three other Stormlight books? Mm-hmm. It's such a hard question. Yep. I think that for me, Rhythm of War was the most enjoyable to read out of all four of them. Um, I was never wanting to put it down and go do anything else or anything like that. Um, it's really tough because Oathbringer had its own really good parts and Words of Radiance had its own really good parts. So I always had those equal in my mind. Mm. But um, yeah, Rhythm of War, I put above those two. And Way of Kings was great. Amazing world building, but it was kind of like that learning curve. So it was a little more of a struggle to read at first. But yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, I, I also have a really hard time like putting it with the other or somewhere with the others. But I mean, I really... I, I really like Navani, especially in this book. So that alone puts it above the other books in certain regards for me. And I agree with Felder that like I despite its length for one, it's very, very tightly plotted. And so you basically always have something to be excited about. Meanwhile, in like Oathbringer, some of the Shalan chapters, I was like, okay, she's doing like spy stuff or whatever. Basically more or less skim them because that, that interesting to me but this time around it like over even all the characters all the viewpoints of us really like okay i want to read them 
but like ending wise it, it was a really great ending and all but i feel like you put more or less like we, we knew the sibling stuff had to be done more or less somebody had to bond them um Kaladin had to swore uh, had to swear his, his uh, fourth oath is what we basically had to expect the only really mm-hmm. surprise to me was that uh like race dying <laughs> i mean that is the that biggest coming. like total surprise yeah. it's like wow yeah, yeah i didn't see that coming so in that regard i think oathbringer still is my favorite for the ending because it's just so much action and everything comes together there and yeah, it's more of the, I guess, not re- not quite adventure style, but it's sort of adventure style that everything is coming together. So in that regard, I like that anymore. But mm-hmm. I feel like overall, Rhythm of War might actually be my favorite, just because it like consistently delivered. It, it did get the consistent delivery. Like every like scene was good and impactful. Uh, I loved the Shades Mars sequence. Oh. I know some people who felt Shalon and Adolin didn't get enough character development, but I'm like, oh man, like I I thought that Shadesmart sequence was fantastic. Uh yep. and like in part three, you're just man, you're real worried about Kaladin. Like, oh my god, like that is it, it's like a thriller in there. Yeah, that's a really good descriptor of it. A thriller. It was a yeah. thriller, yep. this book. Yeah. I, I think one of the YouTube comments said that the Eurothero plot was basically diehard in a fantasy setting. I'm like, yeah, that's that's kind of that 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 is kind of what it is actually. Yep, yep. basically. Uh, I I think for me, uh, I, I could have done with a little less magical combat from Kaladin because like Brandon really likes the the magical combat, and I mm. I could definitely go for a little less of it, but. I I felt like the those moments, even though they weren't surprising, right? Like I wasn't surprised the sibling bonded someone. I wasn't yeah. surprised that Kaladin swore his oath. I wasn't surprised that the Spren were in on it for the recreants. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we all kind of I I, I I knew that already. Yes, but it was yeah, yeah. in how it was done that I was like like that Maya scene we chose. Oh man. It's just even though I still kind of knew that information, it's like chills. Uh, mm-hmm. and Calden with TN, like, oh man, it's crazy, right? Uh, yeah. and Navani bonding the sibling and the siblings just like, no, it's, Fabriels are very complicated. You, you won't be able to figure out. Like, no, nope, I got it. I got it. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, this, this works out pretty well because like no one beforehand knew Fabriels. Like the whatever whoever the sibling bonded right would not know and understand those things, whereas Nefani yeah. does yeah. understand all those mm-hmm. mechanics. I feel like a part of what also makes this book like really on all those moments really great is that it's simply just Brandon's best prose in a yeah. in a story like a novel so far. Like yeah. he's consistent or constantly improving. Like you sort of expect him to improve that uh, from like over three years from book to book, but. Uh, this one really was the best so far and like uh, language and all that was really on point at points. So, yeah. I agree. So what, what are your favorite moment or moments? I know it's hard to pick things. <laughs> so you, you could, you can list multiple. That's fine. Let me start. Okay. Because the one scene that made me go and text all of my friends about <laughs> who've read it was Yasna walking out from after fighting and she's like on fire from the soul cast oil and she's like walking out in her shard play like that one scene gave me chills up and down it was so good amazing like so cinematic I loved that particular scene even though you know she didn't get a huge part in the book like that one scene with her fighting and trying to learn what it is to be a soldier that was amazing yeah because oh, yeah. she doesn't know that aspect yeah. of being a soldier mm-hmm. and i mean also the aftermath where she then starts like having hoyt insult ruther mm-hmm. it's like yep really crazy yep <laughs> but if, for me i think the most like basically everything with navani <laughs> was my favorite honest. you can't like, all the... every scene with navani <laughs> look ian <laughs> ian in that this Ian was totally the same way, uh, Marvin. <laughs> like he's like, ah, oh, Navani's the best. I'm like, Navani is great. Brandon makes you love whatever character he's yeah. writing about. Yeah, 
I think the favorite scene probably was the one where she like got the like the vacuum tube and sort of like just did science and like just yeah. solved the problem then and there and like it really was yeah one of the favorites and one of my favorite lines also comes or basically my favorite line this book comes from her it's a journey before destination you best yeah <laughs> it's good, <laughs> it's like it's good. A, such a best moment <laughs> yep so yeah especially against Moash. It's, it's like so oh, good yeah, yeah. oh yeah yes. M- marvin did did you expect that uh where this book was going was going to be anti-investiture, anti-starlight, oh. anti-voidlight. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, Gavilar's black sphere, it's what Oathbringer implies it to be. That's that's oh. what it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with, out the anti, with the anti-stuff, I don't want to say that I predicted that because I didn't. Yeah. But I always wondered with the rhythms... I always wondered about destructive interference mm, with those. Yep. Like mm, I, yep. I did put that part together. So that was a very interesting part about yeah. um about this book that they actually yeah. delved into that and that was kind of part of the answer. Um, one foot in science, one foot slide, in magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've had also like just in general, like that we finally get to figure out some of this stuff and like the even the suppression fabric or whatever is it probably also works on something sim- similar so you sort of mm-hmm. interfere with whatever powers mm-hmm. the radiance and stuff like that so i feel like you could see some of that going that way and it was really nice finally or just just and also like it was sort of hinted at in the beginning when Delena opened the perpendicularity and Navanya hears it pure tone yep. so yeah exactly uh, it's really cool mm-hmm. to find, have the humans figure out that rhythms and uh, tones or music I guess is important to the magic yep other favorite moments <laughs> oh boy um I'm sure you got more I oh yeah I have a list um another one that i absolutely loved and this is going to make me sound like i only like action and not science okay but the adolin and maya dual thing that they did with the takari i loved that scene i just okay adolin is one of my favorite characters has been from even way of kings and to see him get so much screen time in this book was wonderful and then with maya and everybody's like they can't talk or wow you have her well trained no (laughs) they have no idea what adolin is capable of (laughs) that seems so brutal and just awesome and then Mm -hmm. maya comes you're like yes yep so good my another i mean that also was totally awesome but another favorite scene of mine was the tian scene and like before Kaladin swears his oath. Mm-hmm. Like just this beginning of it with Delena when he's very, I, um, I, what does he even say? It's like, I'm forging I, a bond. I'm, I'm uniting yeah, them. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. So uh, that alone was awesome. And then the scene itself, it was just so powerful. And like, we, we knew he would swear his fourth ideal, but the way that Bren delivered it was just mm-hmm. perfect. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And we all we we knew what the ideal was. Like we, yeah, we exactly, can all yeah, figure exactly, it out. Exactly, it's like it's yeah. not. I don't know what the fifth and ideal even, is. But. I mean, even Kaladin knew what the ideal was. Yeah, he yeah. just had to be pushed to that emotional limit. He couldn't say it. He couldn't say it and mean it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he just couldn't. He needed to be pushed mm-hmm. there. One of my favorite characters in this book is actually Raboniel. Um, yeah. And Raboniel <laughs> yeah. saving Navani from fire, or Moash, uh, that scene where she's like, you know, when you've lived as long as I have, like, you you learn to embrace things that surprise you and stuff. So even though they were, they were, you know, butting heads, she, she saved Navani. I just loved it. <laughs> Raboniel is great. I'm so sad she's dead. Like, I'm genuinely, yeah. like, sad. Because she could have been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah, she was my driving force for this book. I I was looking forward to seeing more of her every page I turned. Absolutely. Definitely, yeah. She stole the show for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the one final, or, like, one of my most favorite moments, like, oh, uh, we're done, but the final one, I guess, is... Uh, 
when we finally got to see Isha in action and him just sort of casually offering to take over the sword bond with the same father. Just so. I think I'll take that connection. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's nice. Great. Yeah. And, yeah, that was pretty stressful though. <laughs> yeah, it was really stressful. Oh, oh definitely. But like just seeing, I, I can understand now how he might have been like really doing stuff on Ashen. <laughs> yeah. The first one, Odium Tempted. What? Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, I just, like, Ishar just being so awesome at fighting, and the Stormfather was like, yeah, this guy's, like, this guy's middle of the pack. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, oh, great. Yeah. Great. Uh, makes sense. They are very good at fighting, but, man, when we see Talon be awesome oh. eventually, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that is going to be so awesome. I say I just got repeatedly got goosebumps like whenever we mention one of these favorite moments and stuff. Like, oh, it's all going to be so awesome. Yeah. Do, do, mm-hmm. do you like do you like those uh, sprint that Ishar had? You know, the, the sprint. It's one of my least favorite moments. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's so go into gruesome. least favorite moments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, what you you didn't like the the oh yeah it just has a Natan skin it's fine. Oh god, no. It's so creepy. It's really creepy. Okay. It's, so the whole Ishar part I put down as my least favorite. Moment. Oh, really? And it's not because, okay, I know you've, you said that that was one of your favorites, but it was well written. I'm not saying that uh-huh. it was like least favorite because it was bad, but I didn't like oh. Ishar's insanity. It sounded like chaotic, evil cartoon, like absolute power, you know, <laughs> I didn't like that. I felt like mm-hmm. it was very, well, we can see that it was kind of magically induced insanity because when I feel like it is um, when, when I think it was when Navani swore her oath yes, and then he gained lucidity and you see Mm -hmm. that he's actually like kind of planning things. Like maybe that was in the back of his mind, but all he can say is insane ramblings (laughs) about being the almighty and everything. But I really didn't like it. <laughs> right after that lucidity, where he and then he just does say cartoon villain mm-hmm. things. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, yes. that I noticed. Like before yeah. then, it yeah. didn't really get to me. But yeah, I I can definitely see what you're yeah. saying. And then and then when they found the physical spren experiments and stuff, I was utterly disgusted. Like yep. thinking yeah. about the the pattern, like as a limp noodle looking thing oh like, you mean ugh. intestines on the face yeah yeah, yeah it yeah. was just yikes <sighs> so i don't even want to think so about yikes. like what yeah what like high sprint might end up looking like because that literally just like tears in reality uh, tears in reality so mm-hmm. yeah how'd that work i mean presumably so, we'll I see some more high spread in book five uh with zeth and stuff because <laughs> we really don't know what's yeah. up with them yeah really um what was what was the skeleton that was there wasn't that an ash uh, i thought yeah i think so yeah oh, okay i was thinking it was like at the um was it the miss spren with the with the face <laughs> the, I thought there was the a mask. I, uh, I don't quite remember. Uh, I remember the honor spren cryptic and kind of the ash spren. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the yeah. problem with these books is that when you read the ending, you're like, wow, that's a lot of stuff happening. And then like, <laughs> yep. Bren's just like, yeah, this friend are being pulled in the physical realm. What does this have to do with anything? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, uh, that, that was my least favorite. It wasn't a, a gripe it wasn't like an issue that i had with it but it was one of my lowest moment of this book because seeing that it was disgusting aren't aren't you guys so excited for all the spren that adolin just convinced to bond people now that there's two different ways that spren could die with the anti-stormlight and uh whatever the crap ishar ishar's doing well, we got to put yeah. our hopes in Adolin <laughs> because he can yeah. revive them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. But yeah, so I like, I also, all my least favorite moments are like bad writing or anything. It's just like really downer moments, like Teft's death for me, definitely. Yeah. And Fen- Fendorana's death. My... It's, ah. Uh, yeah. And it's, of course, more did it. Yeah. It's, uh, Yeah. I don't understand yeah. how people could still defend him after this book. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I seem to remember some comments on uh, the preview chapters. It's like, he could be redeemed. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. not anymore. No, I, I think not he anymore. is. Uh, that. No. He's so cowardly and yeah. he's so like slimy and awful. Like when he's like, oh, no, I can feel feelings. Oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you're supposed to. <laughs> oh, I just did not like. No. The- I agree with that one. That was a that was the least favorite moment. I did think the flashbacks were a little weak. Uh, I know Brandon talked about how uh, originally this was where you're going to see lots of Parshendi stuff, and he moved that forward <laughs> in Words of Radiance. Uh, and the flashbacks were fine. They certainly weren't down in our flashbacks, yeah. though. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like uh, I like about the flashbacks. I like like the uh, X and Weth. Uh, I liked mm-hmm. her seeing her like a. Terrace woman apparently mm-hmm. just yep. hanging around. Yep. Uh, Gavin has caught and uh and not like, only the uh, other terracemen. Yeah. The second terracemen yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. With an AVR. And what I liked, mm-hmm. Yeah, what I liked uh, the other thing I liked about flashbacks was uh uh the nail scene with like Yulin there and like <laughs> yeah. That, that was, was great. Really good. That was so yeah. good. I was like, oh, we're at the we're at the feast. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, this mm-hmm. is what's going on. <laughs> Th- those were the yeah. best ones for sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And apart from them, they were like just okay. Now yeah, we're fine. Get a seat. More carefree. Yeah. yeah. I I feel like the flashbacks. Some of them weren't really necessary. I mean, they were for developing Venli and Eshonai's relationship as sisters, but they did not make me like Venli anymore. <laughs> it actually made me dislike her a lot more. And really? then, even though she didn't, yes, even though she didn't do anything like Dalinar level betrayal or anything, I guess she didn't, she also didn't do anything recently that made me like her or forgive her for being what she was. I don't know. I I'm kind of ambivalent about Venley. I, I don't Mm -hmm. like her or dislike her very much, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I, the flashbacks that I did enjoy were, the Stormfather giving mercy to Ashonai, letting oh, her tears. Tears. explore. Yeah, yeah that was a really powerful yeah. one. Yeah. I really liked that. And I really liked seeing Ulim uh, or Ulim, um, his little personality. And <laughs> oh, God. He's, <laughs> it was, he's it was a piece good. of garbage. Yeah. He's the yeah. worst. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. I, I do love that scene where Ulim's just like, hey, Nail. That's, or Nail's <laughs> like, oh. Hello, Ulim. And he's just nailed just knows. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Hi. Yep. Yep. I wish we got more Void Spren stuff though. We got so little mm-hmm. Void Spren. It's like what types That's... you Ulim? I have no idea. We have no idea. Yeah. It's one of my drives with the book. Like we didn't get a lot of like we get got few stuff, but yeah. not really. Like we 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 got we got to know all the names of the brands and we got take we almost got the all. Count, almost all right and we got the the council of nine of course like we got to see some of that but we still don't really understand more of their powers so yeah uh, I guess they are search binding that is they're search binding they are search binding not avoid binding yeah. mm-hmm. but uh, that um, is one thing had- yeah. I thought that the preview chapters were making it seem like Lashwi would be more prominent of a character, and she didn't yeah. have that many True, yeah. in later parts. It was very interesting. I wondered kind of why Lashwi still had that thing where she wanted to be, like, not too high of status. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, mm-hmm. And, I mean, I love where Lashwi went. Like, Lashwi was great uh, in oh, the yeah. book, but, like, she wasn't, like, the main fuse we were interacting mm-hmm. with. Uh, because mm-hmm. Venli goes with Ravoniel and then Lashwi mm-hmm. goes there too. But yeah, I was just kind of wondering like what what is up with Lashwi's character motivations. But God, that yeah. scene where Venli reveals uh, oh, her yeah, radiance. When she, and when she asks, like, do you know? I forgot you know the Rhea? name. The Rhea? friend, yeah. Rhea, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was. Really... And she's kneeling on the uh, stone yeah. of. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was. Really, they forgave really us. It's like because yeah. because there's yeah. a singer betrayal of the friend or something for like. <laughs> way pre-recreants like i think mm. pre-first desolation like way oh, yeah. old like wow you you could just feel that weight of emotion of leshwi and leshwi just like not a voice i got it i got this <laughs> yes oh so good 
But yeah, Venley wasn't really the main yeah. character, uh, like at all. Yeah. Not uh, at all. I mean, but I, I'm fine with that. She it did cool stuff. Gave us Monavan. She is working to redeem herself, and I love like she didn't get her oath early. Like that was nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, <laughs> he made her work for it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Cultivation, uh, <laughs> accepting the oaths. I guess it's like, whoa, yeah. that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> um, and she's like, yeah, these words aren't accepted. No, here. no. Have you put <laughs> no. it the <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, that's that's great. <laughs> really make Venley do that. So I'm excited to see Venley later. Um, mm-hmm. I think I th- I think just the flashbacks though. It's just like they're they're fine. But uh, if of any book you could say. Uh, maybe the flashbacks were indulgent. It's probably this one, honestly. Yep. yep. Um, I mean, we can expect book five, like Seth stuff, that will be just so choosy. So mm, that that will that will be the opposite of these. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so frustrated with Seth in this why is book. That? Why is that? Tell me. Okay. Tell. So the reason why I didn't, I wasn't a big Lyft fan from the beginning, is because she would always cut people off when they're trying to tell us something. And Zeth, in the same, like in the same way, like Teravangian's working through his problems, and Zeth's like, no, <laughs> he just like goes crazy. I mean, I didn't like that. It frustrated me. I I can understand that, but like. That's a character thing that I very much understand of Zeth. It's like, no, oh, you yeah. are the worst. Like, you are the worst, Teravangian. You are just the master manipulator. Yeah. I'm not tolerating this BS. And it's like, no, you shouldn't tolerate that abuse. So, like, it at least made a lot of sense to me, right? But yeah, I can understand how that's sense. frustrating, for sure. It was very frustrating. Yeah. And, I mean, it makes sense for Seth as a character because he's completely unhinged. Like his his interlude was basically just like he's like mm-hmm. oh, he's why would he you ask for an oath stone and like, I mean that yeah. is still weird but I guess it, it just, just trolls Zeth uh, I guess yeah. Well, yeah I think it, I think the only reason he did it was to get Zeth's attention oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. to yeah. get Nightblood in the right place yeah and yeah. Zeth like fell for it I wrote it in my notes <laughs> when I was reading and I'm like oh my god why did Zeth fall for this it was such an obvious ploy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but like you said, it does make sense for his his character. Yeah, uh, it will be very interesting to see Tervangi and the Zodium talking with Zeth. Perhaps mm-hmm. what could possibly go wrong with the master manipulator yeah. with that? <laughs> so just before we started recording, uh, Danielle, you said you had stuff you were confused about. I am very curious as to what that is. What those things are? Oh, it's it's minor things, but things that stuck out to me. Uh-huh. One in particular was. Kaladin's eyes glowing yellowish <laughs> red. Like, I didn't know what that was all about. I'm hoping it wasn't what I'm thinking it's about. No, like, I, I think, uh, well, like the whole point with Moash, right, was it's like, no, mm-hmm. don't touch him. Let him fall to Odium. Uh, and if mm-hmm. and if you if you touch him, he's going to go crazy. And you don't want that. And indeed, you Lesian it didn't work out great for him. <laughs> Uh, yep. The other fused. Yeah. But I think that was Moash's whole thing to like get Kaladin to try and fall. And like I could see mm-hmm. in that brutality, like really making it suffer is like that connection to Odium. Uh, and mm-hmm. we kind of see t- uh, Race when he's confronting Trevor. He's like, oh my God, my other champion. Oh, he was he was upset. Um, yeah. So I think that was Kaladin. That that's what. Well, I my very first thought when I read that I was like, oh no, he's gonna become like Odium's prime like yeah. champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but then but then when the whole ten day deal came out, I was like, wait, how is he gonna change? Like take him over <laughs> ten days? It doesn't. So, <laughs> it doesn't seem likely. So that was my first thought was that is Dalinar gonna end up fighting Kaladin on the top of you were through, like. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think that's done after the fourth oath. Like, I, th- yeah. I think Moash mm-hmm. just failed, uh, and, and right. so, like, I, I don't think we need to worry about that anymore. I, I imagine champions need to agree to actually do that, and there's no way Calvin would do that now. Like, no, never, mm-hmm. not in a million years. Like, I, I, 
I didn't think it would be, but like if your theory got uh, captured and like that was a permanent holding and the sibling became an unmade and like they totally failed. Yeah, I mean, the things would be a little different. So, uh, so yeah, maybe that would happen. But yeah, uh, that that is my opinion on that. David has convinced me uh, that that <laughs> is what was happening. So, yeah, I think. Okay. I mean, I that, that makes sense. It's reasonable. What else? And then um, I was also confused. I think the whole Ishar part threw me for a loop. <laughs> I mean, it is very weird. But like, okay, two things. Uh-huh. <laughs> the first one, why was he experimenting on these spren? It's a great question. I have no idea. Like, where's that plot yeah. going? I, I well, don't know. Maybe because humans or people can go like bring their physical bodies into Shadesmar. Maybe that he's thinking that you can bring Spren's physical bodies into the physical realm. I, I don't I don't know. Ben had a theory, but I kind of can't describe it very well, so I'm not, <laughs> not going to. Uh, it was like you know, uh, it. <laughs> it was like trying to get like cognitive like cuz I guess heralds are cognitive shadows and maybe Ishar wanted to like fix that and so he's experimenting on other cognitive entities to try and uh move them into the physical because I guess he needs to do that. I don't know. Uh, mm, it just yeah. it just seems weird to me because like he was trying to relate that to like Kelsier. Like Kelsier couldn't hold up a shard and like maybe Ishar wants yeah. to hold a shard. But like Heralds have their bodies remade and so that's like kind of mm-hmm. different I think. I don't know. So it, I'm then, very then... confused about that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad I'm I'm in good company. <laughs> no, no. Like, but then that's... the other thing with the char. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he became lucid, and mm-hmm. I, my theory was that it was when Navani swore her oath. That was the moment that he became lucid because yeah. he said, "When when mm-hmm. a radiant touches the spiritual realm, like when a bondsmith." Yeah. How do you how do you plan that? Like he's he. It almost seemed like in his moment of lucidity that he was trying to make a meeting where that someone will suddenly swear an oath or touch the spiritual realm so that they can plan out like make a make a plan of attack or something i i don't think their plan of going to shinovar to fix ishar is gonna go super great yeah it, it does sound like a. I mean sure but uh I, I don't think this is gonna go well i don't know right it just kind of confused me about what his reasoning for um, how to ma- how to bring their minds back? Basically, like you can't just constantly be swearing oaths. Or <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that's gonna go. I have no idea what Ishar is. Where's that? Where that is going at all? His his whole part kind of confused me. So I don't. I mean, <laughs> I don't have much to say about his stuff. <laughs> it's definitely one of those. It's like, wow, this is crazy at the end of a book. Whoa, which Brandon <laughs> really likes doing. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's like, hey, Nightblood, I'm here. What's up? Uh, or, you know, killing Jezrian at the end of Oathbringer and stuff. Yeah. Like, what's the implication of that? And the answer is Jezrian, super dead. That's the answer. He's super mm-hmm. duper dead. But they weren't planning on killing him. They were just, nope. just wanted to capture him. No. Nope. Yeah. It was interesting how that yeah. logic was that they actually do die. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. The Kelly mm-hmm. told, told them uh, or told Shalon that. <laughs> oh, can we just say that Kalak is the best and he is just absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> very good. Very good scenes. Is <laughs> oh, just hilarious. And that he's Rasteras. Oh. Did, mm-hmm. or, do, you, do you guys think that uh when when you read Way of Kings, I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So Gavilar died and I'm gonna blame uh Kelsier and uh Kalak. <laughs> That's that's who I'm gonna blame to kill me. It's like no, no, no. It's the Prashendi. It's like wow, I'm even more confused yeah. now. That's basically what Gavilar <laughs> was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and did Gavilar even know that Kadak was Saris? Or like, I imagine he probably did. Like, he seemed to know that yeah, the heralds were heraldy. Yeah, but <laughs> like, it's just weird, <laughs> weird in that that in that moment he would refer to him as Saris and not a Kadak. I guess that's true. I guess. Yeah, but yeah, it's. It's yeah, it's definitely insane that he's just like yeah, okay, son of honor leader is yeah, is a herald. <laughs> yep. I don't particularly like if that's his insanity that he got it perfectly fine. That if he's just hilarious like that, <laughs> his insanity it's like, sounds okay. great. I, I want to <laughs> see more of him. Like 
the fact that Kalak mm-hmm. could be like on Shalon's side, amazing. I'm in. I'm yep. so in. That was definitely something that I did not expect because I was thinking about all these different people for those, for those <laughs> um, uh, Rastaras and Thydakar, and I was wrong. <laughs> uh, I know you guys uh, talked about the theory that Kelsier was Thydakar, but what did you think about that? <laughs> So, I think we were joking. Yeah. Well, I know people were <laughs> talking was, about was that like, on really? Discord. Yeah. At some point, I don't know who, who said it, but somebody said like, oh, uh, Thadakai has a similar affliction to the Heralds. And so, Ray okay, said it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a cognitive shadow. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine with that. And I guess it could be Kelsia, but it could also be somebody else that we don't know. And mm-hmm. I... <laughs> I don't know how to feel about Kel- it being Kelsia. It's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> he has Kelsia to be with his weird cult, cults and meddling. <laughs> yes, all the time. Um, yeah. And the ghost bloods are not nice. Like Kelsia's like yeah. villain status for sure. Yeah, I I was at first a little disappointed because I was like, seriously, reusing Kelsia again. <laughs> yeah, but it, it makes sense. But I mean. I don't know. I kind of wish that it was someone new or someone more, I don't know, someone we don't already know. <laughs> I mean, it, that, that was Kelsier's whole thing in Secret History. Where it's like, wow, the world's way bigger. Yeah, I'm not going to mm-hmm. let that, like, I am not going to be surprised by that ever again. I am going to know and I'm going to meddle. And he would. He would, though. Like, he yeah. would do all of these yeah. things. He would take over. He would. He would create a secret a world hopping organization and do all this crap like he totally would do that it's of course also fun that we had that wob where like somebody asked if or which Russian secret society would cast a child but it's like well he would join the ghost plots and be the leader within a year yeah well how like <laughs> like obviously he must have known Thydekar's Kelsier like the whole time yeah right yeah uh, but it's just so crazy that Brandon's just writing this prologue like Thydekar, and it's like you haven't, you you don't even have Era Two yet, so you have no idea yeah. what uh, is going yeah. on. Like you would never be able to guess that in a million years. Uh, <laughs> and then we get secret history and stuff, and Brandon just has to say that word to Brandon with a straight face, like yeah, he would, he would, yeah, he'd run the ghost bloods. <laughs> yeah, he would. That that no, is what did he, he would do. did he join them or did he start? I, I think, think he, he joined them, right? Th- yeah. Oh, you think I he think joined? He started. He started because I mean, it sounded like it was a, an old organization. Uh, I mean, like, here's the thing. Kelsier's a ghost. Hemolurgy involves blood. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> it has significance in world, because, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I, I, I think he started it. I don't know. Yeah. But that, that's, that's my thought. I like I the idea of him, like, joining it and... And suddenly taking it over and murdering his way to the top. To yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> yes. he would I definitely. That. Do that. <laughs> I, I basically, I'm just not surprised if Kelsier has organizations that are reverent to him, or cults, or or any organization that has him at the top. None of this is ever surprising. Mm-hmm. It does make me wonder. Like we know, Yatil is of Satan's scattering descent. Yep, but is from Silverite. So, like, when did the Ghost Blood start? And like, is it like, did they, is Iatil just one in a line of her family, I guess, who joined the ghost birds or something like that? Yeah. So, yeah, definitely a lot of questions that have to be answered there. Yep. And like, look at them, presumably. Yeah. Kelsey are sending avatars, apparently. Yeah, to, I like, don't know what that means. that means. No idea. <laughs> like, what? I can't. What are avatars? I don't even know. <laughs> Odium talks about avatars to Moash as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Or like, I guess Moash brings it up and Odium's like, I wouldn't give that to a mortal. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to talk about a few quotes from uh, the Rhythm of Previews that are very amusing mm-hmm. in retrospect. So I-, I would like to start with this one from Marvin, who said... If Calden swears his fourth oath, it will be in his new capacity, not on the battlefield. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's just great. It's yep. Hilarious. 
Uh, this is this is I I forget who says this, but uh, Kalak seems to be the most reasonable of the heralds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I said it. I I still agree with that. I mean, he does seem more there than Ashar, but that's yeah. like not saying much. Maybe not reasonable though. Maybe more like, <laughs> understand him a little better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's an ally now. Uh, <laughs> fell. You said something like, well, they couldn't set up this surgery room and not use it later, so there must be some tragedy later. And uh, Marvin, you say something like, I think Liren will be in peril in this book. And like, you're kind of intimating this time. I mean, yeah. uh, I don't think the surgery room was used much, but uh, certainly Liren was in peril. Yep. Well, it was it was used to help the unconscious yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. windrunners. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no. It wasn't used in the way that I was thinking it would. No, <laughs> no. And I, I, think I was I thinking like, like Grey's Anatomy, like they're yeah. they're doing surgery and having some conversation while they're doing no. it. No. no, and I think uh, I said something like, I don't know, the like Kaladin has to decide between saving Navani or Liren in the Urethu mm -hmm. invasion. But since the invasion happened so early on, I guess yeah. that yeah, just didn't happen. Saving Urethu, yeah. Yeah. Um, still one of my favorite moments is Calden catching Liren. It's like cutting a little oh. tight, son. A surgeon <laughs> must be precise and timely. Yeah, that was, that was a really good moment. Uh, so good. You guys kind of called that uh, the sibling could be Navani's pen pal, uh, which mm -hmm. I love that reveal when it's just like, I am oh. the sibling. You got to like do some stuff right now. <laughs> like, all right, I am in. I am into this right now. Oh, uh, that was great. And then Danielle, you had this. Uh, what if your theory is a giant instrument and someone like makes a tone or something? And, <laughs> and I mean, like, Nav like me. <laughs> Navani, but the thing is, Navani did make a tone. She needed to make the anti-void light tone to flush the void light out of the system and stuff, right? So that was my destructive interference idea, but yeah. not quite fleshed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Brandon fleshed it out for you. So there you go. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and uh, Marvin, you were flabbergasted about the thrill in the ocean. Uh, but uh, Brandon was, I think he said on Reddit, it's like, yeah, you know, we, we need to. My team and betas really wanted to know. That is true. Wait, I did. I did. I really did. Uh, and it's like, we didn't have a good place to fit it in. It's more secure than it, that seems. Okay, sure. Okay. I don't know what that it means. It still doesn't seem very secure, though, even at the end of the book. Mm -hmm. it, it, to me, it just feels like a plot contrivance for, we can't have it in Eurothiru because Eurothiru gets captured in the book. And that would be very bad to like undo that big moment in Earthbringer, right? I, I guess they might have the, like they dumped it in the infinite sea and have the sailors. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Protected. You take it on uh, Darathel's wander sail ship. We we go to the Uvara. Yeah, that's right. That's where they go. Yeah, so that's all I had. I I honestly I I should have been keeping better track of. Uh, well, funny I had a theory about yeah. the fused weapons. Oh yeah. I that that they were going to be used to to perma kill the fused, and that ended up being yep. true. I was very proud of myself for that one, except they also had to add the anti light. But still, <laughs> technically, <laughs> I got like, most of it right. <laughs> I mean, the raysium reveal itself was kind of interesting mm -hmm. as well. That apparently like conducts investiture. Yep, and yeah, it, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I was Hard really shocked when Ribonial was just like, oh, yeah, this is Raytheon. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just love, like, the just nonchalantness that Ribonial just says, like, yeah, yeah, this, this is this. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah, my grandmother was there when uh, the humans mm -hmm. came from Ashen. They had ash skin. I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> holy crap. Yep. It's just, like, giving the deep, deep lore from seven over 7,000 years ago. It's like... Okay, and no, and wow. that's, that was Navani's reaction too. Yeah, She's like, like holy yeah. wow, these people are real old. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Raboniel's just great. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Um, that's part of what easily makes her my favorite character as well in this yeah. book. Like Oh yeah. She's just, just mm -hmm. great. <laughs> She's fantastic. I just want more.
I know. Uh, on our other rea- uh, on our reaction shardcasts, we realized that we will see Raboniel again in Harold flashbacks potentially. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, hope so. so. That, that could be and cool. That's actually something I'm sort of confused, but oh, not really confused. But the question I have after this book is just how many fused are there? Mm. Like, you don't, don't really know. know. Apparently, that was just one wave because Odin yeah. didn't. Elevate other um, no later more, on. Yeah, so. just one wave. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. interesting. Why are the Nexim the transportation fused? Why are there so few of them? No idea. No idea. Who gets yeah. which brands? Also, the Stormfather still said in Oathbringer, it's like, yeah, the fused were hard to beat even before they commanded surges. What does that mean? <laughs> like, what does yeah. that even mean? Ah, <laughs> oh, just these these tidbits from like deep lore. Like around that first desolation, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, what about when L brought uh, Lesian back, and it was before you know the Everstorm came through? Uh, How so, did he do that? Well, so he, uh, I, I was thinking about this. Uh, we we were talking about it. L says that they just used the old ways, the way that the fuse returned uh, before the Everstorm. So that's what they did in oh. every other desolation. Oh. So, uh, yeah, so that that's all Elle's referring to, because, like, in Chapter 14, Leshwi's just like, yeah, no, 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 Fuse come back in Desolations. They, they can do that. The, mm-hmm. the Heralds have mm-hmm. to actually activate the isolation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so that that's that's what happened. I guess Odium just wheels them back, I guess. I don't know. Uh, that, that seems to be <laughs> the mechanics, but uh, <laughs> I'm so curious how the new Odium will interact with uh, all the fused and things like that is going to mm-hmm. be pretty crazy. Is he going to try and keep up yep. keep up the pretense that he's raised like he was with Wit? I mean, Wit L seems to know already, so yeah. it's uh, yeah. hard to say. Certainly, I don't think he wants Dalinar to know at all yeah. uh, until the champion battle. Well, this wasn't what, from the preview videos, but one of my theories was that Taravangian's cold and calculating smart side was going to turn out to be his more beneficial aspect of the boon and the curse rather than his <laughs> emotional side. And that was, so I was like, Brandon can do it. I know he can, cause he can, he can write so many crazy things. And now that he's odium uh-huh. yeah. and odium <laughs> is all passion and emotion. That's like his shard. That's what it feels like to me. I think that that could help Teravangian in the long run with his control of those emotions because mm-hmm. he's a lot more calculating and, and intelligent and logical about things than than emotional. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. you're not wrong. There's like lines where it's like the power wants to destroy and uh, Teravangian is like, no, 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 mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to plan mm-hmm. and things. And so, yeah, I think you're totally right there. They're both useful. They were both useful. Mm-hmm. You needed the yes, connection to Odium, true. but <clears throat> the calculatingness to be better at it than race. Mm-hmm. Uh, but good luck with that, Teravangian. What could go wrong? <laughs> that, a lot of stuff happened in this book, though. That was just like, <laughs> yeah. There's like I keep thinking of more things, but <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like where's anti light going? Like that. This is not good. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. know where this is going, but that is clearly going to be very important for all the Cosmere, right? Um, yep. Where's Warlight well, going? Yeah. Well, don't all of the shards have a tone? Presumably. So I, yes. So I, I like think Brandon, ruins mm-hmm. rhythm and preservation's rhythm yeah. are in harmony. <laughs> I mean that's that was like kind oh, of sure. talking about sure. rhythm of war stuff before rhythm mm-hmm. of war even came yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. That that Except is something... it wasn't talking about the music. Yeah, I'm curious about is whether Harmony's tone would just be sort of the way that the rhythm of war is, that it's the mm-hmm. two combined, or whether it's something new because he, he isn't simply the combination of ruin and preservation. He's sort of something new as well. So because he's mm-hmm. directing it in a specific way yeah. mm-hmm. and thing. Yeah, like where's Warlight going? Where's and we got <laughs> Life Light. We have so mm-hmm. many lights. <laughs> Just, <laughs> just, just a, uh, Brandon casually just they, I think it's also a bonus. Yeah, she, you, using life light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that was brought up with lift, right? Yeah. It didn't yeah. Mray say like, "Oh, can you it's ask why nice. lift can use li- <laughs> life light?" Yeah, she never used stormlight in the first place. It's all mm-hmm. just metabolized yeah. into life light. Yeah, 
in my notes, I have it in like with lots of exclamation points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is completely insane. Like I, I never would have guessed. These are my notes. Oh my god! <laughs> I have like wow, like, like pages Whoa. and pages of it. wow, <laughs> wow. You really do. Holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, you you guys have any other uh, overall thoughts and things? I have one minor gripe. Okay, of, yeah, well, let's I do guess. more gripes. Yeah. <laughs> so what I found that it's a issue that also I also had with Oathbringer is that the part one epigraphs they sort of are related to the plot. Like the Fabrial stuff is interesting to the mm -hmm. plot, but it wasn't really brought up in the plot. Like I'd have wished for Nirvana, like the metals to be a little more relevant, maybe mm -hmm. somehow, because like they, we, we learned about all these, all these things that the metals apparently affect, but we didn't yet at least see applications of it really. So felt that's a little weird. And like, in, because in Oathwinger we had like the gemstone archive and we never really saw the characters reacting to that. Like, that we had two or three mentions after they discovered it, but never yeah. really talking about the contents. So yeah, just nothing in like, this book. Yeah, nothing. Uh, so yeah. they implied that they knew of the sibling. So it was technically mentioned. Yeah, yes. true. Uh, <laughs> they used the room for storage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but they but they yeah. they did recognize that they did hear the yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So like I'm I'm fine with the other ep epigraphs, like the letters and like or the musings of L, those were fine that they don't because they imply stuff about the plot, but they're not really part of the plot. But with these I felt like maybe make them somehow more relevant because we have we actually have the characters who wrote them uh or react to them. So that's that's really minor. Just hmm. yeah. I guess I would have always thought that epigraphs are more of the background ancillary stuff that it's like you don't need it to help the book. Like, mm -hmm. oh, so totally. So I don't know. Like, we we did get a ton of Fabrial stuff. Like, like there's only well, yeah. Didn't they mention that the Soulcasters were um, like Spren in yes. their physical mm -hmm. manifestation? We, so I was I thinking kind of that, that was like that, that was a huge reveal yeah. for me and yeah. i felt like they were going to talk about that. like like no. navani was going to be like yeah. why don't you try and ask your friend to become this favorite <laughs> yeah uh, i i do want more information about that and like the devices i'm like well, how does that work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i just felt so stupid when they, she brought up that that's apparently how they do it because it just is like a really straightforward answer in a way mm -hmm. because like okay they just become physical like they manifest physically it does make yeah. a lot of sense in hindsight. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, why do... S I mean, I guess it sort of makes sense that different Spren becoming Soulcasters could make different things, but some have more than one mode and things. I'm oh. like, mm -hmm. the gemstones. I'm like, but how does that all work? I was just like, what? And it's like, is the whole Soulcaster the Spren, or is it just part of it? Because, like, they can I thought it was just the metal. It. Presumably the metal, right? Yeah, but like they have chains on it, and that would yeah. mean that they can <laughs> like be in multiple links. parts. Yeah, wow. and so that's weird. And they can fix those links, like Navani talks about. Like, yeah. oh, you probably just had a setting, uh, or like the gemstone setting that was off or something. So, hmm. well, that that helps my theory about shard guns. So, fancy fabrials. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, presumably, we'll learn a lot more about that, right? Uh, we'll get a lot more of that. We'll get more of <laughs> what's going on with Spren. I hope eventually mm -hmm. we'll learn some stuff about Void Spren. Hey, mm -hmm. <laughs> re remember that whole uh, giant barrier storm around Bray's? In, oh, in yeah. the cognitive realm? And then they like the, the amount of steps to get the Everstorm to where it needed to be, it's like... Okay, yeah, I did that. That is that is more more complicated than I than I was expecting. Was okay, yeah. That, yeah. Like, what is going on with any of that? But <laughs> oh, oh, and all the stuff with Bai to Mishram, guys. Yes, like, yeah. That, that's another thing. Like, we didn't really get any unmade stuff either in no, this book. Not really. Like, 
got tons of uh, setups. Yeah, setup. Yeah. Book five, though, unmade book, right? Like we're gonna Hopefully. go see the unmade in Shinovar, whether that's Daigon Arthas or Chamorish, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and Shalon is gonna go hunt down by I'm I'm in. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm so down for uh, just in Shalan hunting the ghost plots as well and yeah, yeah joining in with Yesna maybe. So, oh, that'd be great. That like <laughs> it, it would be about freaking time. Like that would be a good way to end yeah. uh, the first five to be mm-hmm. like, hey, let's finally deal with those ghost bloods and like murder <laughs> them together. It's like, yeah, about time. But like, we did need Shalon to like, finally decide what side she's on oh. to do that. Yeah. So like, right. it kind of makes sense. Man, Shalon is going to be such a badass back five if she lives. Like, she could be a Don't badass. say that. <laughs> no, I think I everyone could die. I think anyone can die. <laughs> yeah. And I do want her to become like a world hopping scholar of some sort yeah. oh so. that seems like this is what it's setting her up to be she's yeah be really she's cool. an artist she she's got field <laughs> journals she knows about all this stuff now she's putting it all together yeah she's becoming like very cosmere aware like more than yasna and oh what if they like actually share some information in book five mm-hmm. that sounds fun sharing information wow crazy because <laughs> Yasna apparently just has easy access to Hoyt and he tells her yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. like, yeah. what? Yeah, very easy access. Uh, <laughs> um, That's yeah. one thing that really made me enjoy this book, though, is the in, the sharing of information. Because in nice. fantasy novels, I feel like there's always a, a plot device where nobody shares information nobody talks to each other and in this book everybody is talking with each other and i really really appreciated that well except salon most of the time but (laughs) but you know but finally at the end yeah yeah (laughs) so this is not gonna be our only rhythm of reviews episode we are we're we're gonna this is gonna be our general thoughts episode thing (laughs) and i think we're gonna do we're going to do an episode on the Adel and Shallan plot. Because uh, there's kind of three plots, right? There's Calden Navani. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that needs to be two episodes. There's kind of a lot there. Uh, but maybe, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see. And then like Dalinar, Yasna, Teravangian, and final thoughts. Like some, something like that. So we'll have uh, some weekly stuff for the next little bit. Uh and that that's kind of going to be what we're going to do. We're not doing chapter by chapter. We're not doing that. Oh, we, can't, oh my no. goodness. We, we cannot do that. that that's, okay, I uh, need to take a week off of work for that. No, no. We've we'll uh, in almost two years with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm right. Yeah, because there, there is 117 chapters and yep. an epilogue. Except yeah. I already got all my work done, all my notes. Yeah, that's right. You do. You, you do. need to take notes on each chapter. Great. You, you, you'll just lead the way. Um... <laughs> So any final overall thoughts before we talk about other things? Uh, I, I feel like we'll start with Adel and Shallan because that's like the yep. that's the plot line that has the least overlap. So that will be the most concise <laughs> yeah. of the episodes. Yeah. Yep. So Rhythm of War to me felt like a very good bridge the gap book giving us all of the information that we need for the final of the first set of books. Uh, Lots of new information and new tools for our heroes to be able to use and our our antagonists and um, introducing new characters like L and um, introducing the Shinovar stuff. So I think that this book was very, very good to get us ready for a very big kind of climax of the first half of this story. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agreed like it didn't set up stuff in the way I mentioned it would like it, no. as I said in the beginning it went in a completely different direction but I feel like we, I guess we know now that at least <laughs> the, the, the final book would be at least 10 days <laughs> strictly speaking at least 10 days oh, could yeah. it be all 10 days I don't know uh. <laughs> yeah so yeah, and we uh, we also roughly know like Kaladin and Seth will go to Shinova, I guess. Yes, I'm so excited so, to see 
that uh, them being bros. Like, I think in our Rhythm of War predictions podcast, we were like, yeah, Arc One is going to be Kaladin and Zeth fighting in a Lethkar. Yeah, okay, none of that <laughs> happened. But but we get a Kaladin Zeth road trip to Shinovar. I'm in. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Ten out of ten. <laughs> but also, this book kind of like, hey, Kaladin, you have some mental health issues. Let's deal with those character development. Yeah. Shalon, you have. A lot of issues. Let's deal with that. Let's get ready. Let's yeah. let's let's, let's resolve like tying some of these off little loose ends before yeah. pulling the big threads together. Still want to know what's going on with Shalon in her past, though. Oh, <laughs> <There's> some, <laughs> if that doesn't get answered in book five, I'm gonna be upset. Yes, oh, I have yeah. thoughts. Yeah. With the capital right. T. <laughs> Ooh, capital T thoughts. Ooh, <laughs> it's Cosmere term now. <laughs> Very intentional. <laughs> yes, intentional. Uh, look, it's not lost on me that both intent and command are in the Ars Arcanum. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I, I should also mention, because I don't think we mentioned it on any of the, well, maybe we mentioned it on the other Shardcasts, but we get Cultivation's name, kind of, and oh, yeah. we we have a confirmation. You you kind of have to put two and two together. Cultivation's a dragon, yo. Yep. 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 She Good stuff. who comes with the dew at dawn. Which, like, like you could shorten that to, like, a well, dragon name being, like, just dew, right? So she brings the dew at dawn. She, <laughs> comes. she yeah. who brings the dew at dawn, yeah. Yeah, right. Coravellium right. avast. Uh, it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's, okay. It's on a glyph page of all yeah. things. Yeah. I know. <laughs> just, that was crazy. Just, like, lore just everywhere. Um, just sprinkling it like the yeah. salt. <laughs> yeah. Just, slight light little thing awesome all right well thanks for watching you can find us at 17thshard.com and you can discuss this wonderful huge book on our forums or our discord you can find us on facebook we have twitter soundcloud youtube and we will see you next time for discussing adolin and shallan's arc bye bye Bye.